0: The question of the morning is, did you expect something differently? Why would we? I guess I got sucked into it as well, thinking that Thursday night would be different from last Sunday, or two Sundays before that, or the Sunday before that. It's no different. This team is what we should have expected them to be. And we're going to talk about one giant dose of reality, because that's what the Saints gave their fans last night, hey... I can talk again. I have plenty to say. So we will hear from me, Derek Carr, Demario Davis, Dennis Allen. What did Dennis Allen have to say? A bunch of BS. We're going to hear it all next on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of down And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are saying to themselves... Damn it. He can talk again. Got a lot to say. It is a Friday morning. It is not your regular Friday morning. It is a Friday after game day morning. And this is Datitude, episode number 180 for a Friday, October the 20th, 2023. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the times The Advocate and bet.noah.com. Um, Yeah. You can't play football for 17 minutes and expect to beat a good football team. That's what the Saints did last night. And you know what? They almost pulled it off. They almost pulled it off playing insanely, ridiculously crappy football for 43 minutes. And then they decided to turn it up. Maybe I'm I'm a little off. Maybe it was 40 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes, that's probably what it was. Because that, that first drive, that first touchdown drive started with about five minutes left in the third quarter. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Saints had an awful, awful first half. Didn't show up. How can you not show up? It was the opposite of what I expected. I mean, really. Even with this team, I expected them to shake off the crap of whatever they, they've had, whatever funk. They found themselves in last week. I expected them to shake it off. They did, but it was too late when they did. I mean, you could talk about Foster, Foster Morrow's drop. we we'll gonna talk about that in a minute. You could talk about uh, the defense just not playing football like they've been playing. Letting a guy with a knee brace the size of my house on his left leg. But yet he ran for what? almost 60 yards, the defense didn't show up either. I mean, where do you point a finger? You can point a finger all kinds of places. I know pe- where people are pointing the finger because I've been reading social media. Oh, and we're going to have social media a uh, minute in a little bit. I uh, asked for some responses, and I got some, some of which are inane, some of which made me chuckle, some of which I'm like, spot on, Whatever. I'm going to read some of them this morning. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read some of them. By the way, if you uh, ever want to comment and have it put on the show, well, you can, you can send me an email, jderryatheadvocate.com. At at jderry at I've been getting more and more of them. I respond to most of them. If they're just ridiculously dumb, I just kind of pass over them. Most of them aren't, though. Most of them are good. What's the problem? Where does it start? I mean, I've been saying things like, well, that problem is like number 13 on the list of the Saints problems, because they have so many of them right now. Last night was a microcosm of the entire season. Last night was all seven games wrapped up into one. Really, really good at some points, not a lot. For about what? A third of the game? So the Saints have been good for about a third of the season. That's about right. Really, really bad for two thirds of the game. Saints have been really bad for two thirds of the season. They're three and four, but had they played anybody worth a damn, they'd be like, what would they be? One and six? Maybe two and five? Last night was the best team they played all year. I don't think there's any question about that, that last night those Jacksonville Jaguars were the best team they played all year. And what I want to see more than anything, you know, someone, a regular, sent a message to me that he wanted to hear a certain clip from a former coach, and I'm going to play it because... This team needs accountability and fire It most certainly does not need this. There were some things that that I saw in the game that, you know, was good to see. I thought our offense kind of responded there in the second half. Um, I think right now, I think our team is too inconsistent right now. The best you can do, Dennis Allen, our team's too inconsistent right now. What the hell are you watching? Are you trying to get fired? What are you watching? No, you need to come out and say this. Well, what happened was that second game, we got our ass kicked, or the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, our, our, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. Okay, we'll change second half to the first 40 minutes. And it's the exact same. That's what Dennis Allen should have said. I don't want to hear anything positive after you play like that. Nobody wants to hear anything positive. There shouldn't be anything positive being talked about from that game. You're three and four. You didn't show up for 40 minutes at home. After being on the road for four out of five weeks, you didn't show up. And yet you're going to come up with some kind of crap like you found some positives in the offense? Piss off. Get out of here. I don't want anybody wants to hear that. But you know what they did? Saints gave this team a big dose of reality. Anybody still stuck on the magic carpet, you can just get off that thing now. I mean, like, literally, you can put a foot over the side, your foot's touching the ground when you when you reach it over. There is no magic carpet. There's nothing coming to help this team anymore. The thing is, they'll probably, I mean, and, and look. I'll try to be as real as I possibly can. And I'm I'm really, I've told you from the beginning, this team is an average football team. Because of their schedule, they will probably win 10 games. Do I still think they're going to win 10 games? Probably not. But they'll probably still win eight or nine. And I still think they're the best team in the division. And I still think they're going to win the division because their schedule is incredibly ridiculous. Again, if you can't win with this schedule, you have no business being here. The coach has no business being here, whoever. I didn't even mention the clipboard holder. We'll get to him in a minute. But this team will probably still win the division. Not gonna change the way I feel about them. Might change the way you feel about them. Oh no, we suck again. Yeah, we suck again. It's not. It's not. It's not different. I mean, we might as well have the water boy in there. Water boy, where you at, water boy? You know, I've been taking up for Derek Carr. He was, he was a below average quarterback for the first forty minutes of the football game. I defended him on social media. One thing I did like. Look, he's he's in his press conference talking about how he's getting too hot. Too fired. You know what? Maybe somebody should have heart. talking about getting fired up. Yeah, that, the the slow start. Um, I, you know, I've been showing my emotion a little bit too much on, on my sleeve. You know, like uh, I, I kind of got to chill out. You know, and that's me holding myself accountable because that's not going to help anything. And so, just trying to be a calming influence in those moments, especially when it's been a couple times it's happened. That heightened frustration. I, I could do a better job as a leader to calm everybody down. The hell was calming everybody down. I think that's part of the problem. Everybody's too damn calm. The reflection of your coach. People were players played fiery under Sean Payton. They'd get fired up. I don't see anybody getting fired up. What the hell's going on with Chris Olave? Two games in a row now. He's like doing the running the motions through routes and like not even finishing them. I'd be pissed off if Derek Carr, too. I mean, part of his numbers, his numbers weren't bad. 33 of 55 for 301 yards. Touchdown and an interception that hit Rashid Shaheed in the hands. So you can blame Derek Carr if you want. If that makes you feel better, blame Derek Carr. He wasn't great in the first half, but no one was. The play calling in the first half was absolutely god-awful. You couldn't even, uh, I mean, you couldn't run up the middle, not with this offensive line, but yet you kept trying to do it. And like I said, this game was a microcosm of the entire season. I thought the play calling in the last 20 minutes was outstanding for the most part. There was one little spot there. I'm not sure when it was exactly, but he went back to um, it's third and three, and you're throwing a deep ball. They did that a couple times last night. What makes them think that's a good idea? Did you learn anything from watching last week? You obviously didn't. They don't learn from their mistakes. This team keeps doing the same thing. So here's your dose of reality. Your dose of reality is, if you expect this team to be any more than average yesterday Today or tomorrow or anytime soon, you're out of your box. They are what we should have all expected them to be, average. And the worst part is you look at the players on this team and who's doing what, this team's not getting any younger. They're not getting any younger. The offensive line is in shambles, so I don't even care how old they are, but Ryan Ramchek's getting up there. Andres Pete, who I thought did as well, you know, I asked if Andres Pete was alive. Well, he showed up last night. And I know he was getting his ass beat by Josh Allen. For the most part, though, I th- he doesn't play left tackle. He's a guard. I actually thought for what it was, I thought Andres Pete did a decent job. But Andres Pete isn't young either. They're married to him for, what, two more years. Ram checks hurt again. Eric McCoy's getting older. What else on the offense? Alvin Kamara is going to be 30 years old soon. Running backs don't play much past 30 years old. Taysom Hill's 33. You think a guy that runs like Taysom Hill is going to be playing much longer? No. Chris Olave, who looked like he was going to be fantastic, is a powder. He's a crybaby, obviously. Derek Carr's pissed off at him, doesn't want to throw it to him. After he half-assed that route that we all saw and he yelled at him on the sideline, you know what? Quit treating players like babies. Oh. I mean, Derek Carr's basically taking the blame right there because Chris Olave crawled up into a shell and pouted on the sideline. Sometimes players need to get their ass kicked. And if they can't handle that, they shouldn't be playing in the NFL. That's not how we talk to people anymore. The hell it isn't. If you deserve to get chewed out, Get your ass chewed out. Demario Davis, who never speaks after a loss. I mean, and I mean, this might be the first time I've ever heard him speak after a loss. I'm probably wrong. He probably has. We can go back and you can show me an example. In the Here you go, Derry. He spoke after such and such a loss, whatever. For some unknown reason, spoke last night and was trying to be... He, gave, he spoke for five minutes and five seconds. And all it was was the Lord can do impossible things, no doubt. But that's not what I want to hear after a football game. What are you trying to tell me, that, the, that this team is a piece of crap and the Lord can intervene and make it not a piece of crap? I mean, this is what you tell me after a loss? But when the word says you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to get up and move. It's talking about situations. There's a giant, impossible situation before you, and you can tell that mountain to move. You can declare it. If you have faith and hold on to his word. If you have faith and hold on to his word, the saints won't suck. Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me that the saints need help from God. To be good. That's where this team is right now. This team needs help from God to be good. Forget the $250 million payroll or whatever it is. This team needs help from God. No, you know what it needs? It needs help from its coaching staff and administration to get their heads out of their asses. I mean, I don't know how many times I say the same thing. Dennis Allen. Last chance. Last chance to be a head coach. He's pissing it away. He's got a team that can win right now. This team is not going to get better next year. It simply isn't. I don't trust the administration to go out and get what they need to get. This same administration that after drafting Brian Brisset, who again has been a good find and has played better than I thought he would play. But that went out and got Isaiah Foskey with their second pick instead of drafting an offensive lineman to help shore up the offensive line. That is in as big a shambles as maybe I have ever seen, ever. I've been watching this team since I was a little boy, and I'm old. And this team has had some really bad teams. They went 1-15 in 1980, for Christ's sake. Needed a miracle against the Jets at Chase Stadium to avoid 0-16, to be the first 0-16 team ever. But yet, that offensive line was better than this one. And you know what? I will give them this. They played their asses off last night. I thought they played, I thought the offensive line wasn't good, but it was, the for considering what it was, this piecemeal thing put together... I thought they played as well as they could play. If I have any props to give anyone, it would be the offensive line, Taysom Hill, and Mike Thomas. I thought Taysom Hill did what Taysom Hill does, and they didn't give him the ball enough. I mean, you're you're at the you know I was praising Pete Carmichael. One one thing that he he didn't do well it's first and goal at whatever the three or the four or whatever it was, and you leave Derek Carr in until fourth down because you don't want to hurt his feelings. I mean, honestly, the only reason why you would leave Derek Carr in there is because you had used Taysom Hill a bunch in that drive, and you probably didn't want to hurt his feelings. Screw hurting somebody's feelings. This is football, buddy. Whoever's going to get the job done needs to be in there. Taysom Hill was, was good, as he usually is. I thought Mike Thomas, I, uh, I got to give him credit. I was way too hard on him in the beginning of the season. He's busted his ass all year long. Doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet every week, but he's busted his ass all year long. What did he do last night? He only had three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. He had seven targets, but he busted his ass last night. Very happy with what Michael Thomas has done. You can point the finger at all sorts of areas you could point the finger at Blake groupie if you want that's the coach's decision you got a rookie kicker in there who obviously doesn't have a lot of confidence you going to leave him in there no Dennis Allen talked about while well, they were 50 yarders I mean come on man Dude has no confidence. He doinked an extra point in. You going to blame Foster Morrow for dropping the ball? Sure. He drops the ball, and it, change, it changed the trajectory of the game. If he catches that ball, and then you got to count on Groupie to makes the extra, make the extra point, it goes into overtime. But if Jacksonville wins the toss, do you think the Saints defense is going to stop him from scoring a touchdown? I don't. I can only feel. If there's one person I feel bad for from last night's performance, it's Foster Morrow. Yeah, you know it's tough. It's, um, you know, in front of every man, woman, and child I've ever, I've ever known. You know, um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a dark place to be. It's the National Football League. Um, it doesn't come down to one play, but it comes down to one play. Um, the team fought. The team fought as hard as, as we did, and um, it's just don't accept it. There's a man who's accountable. Need 53 of those. Actually, you really need like 63 of those. You need a coaching staff to be accountable, too. Don't blow smoke up my ass and tell me there is all kinds of positives from this game. No. Scoreboard's 31 to 24 ain't positive. This isn't a, you know, there are no moral victories when you're this kind of team. Sure, if you're fighting for the number one seed and your team is known to go into the season stinking. If you're the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, they beat the Cowboys and then the next week they almost won. Sure, that, you want to call that a moral victory? Fine. The Chicago Bears lost 14 games in a row. Somewhere in there, I'm sure they had moral victories. Saints shouldn't have moral victories. And he wasn't calling this a moral victory. I'm going a little too far. But you don't start off a press conference by telling me the good things. You don't start off a press conference after you lose. You didn't show up for 40 minutes. I don't know where you were, but you weren't in the dome. No shows for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And you're going to start off your press conference with positivity. Piss off. Get real. You know, on the other sideline, you know what we saw? We saw a coach in Doug Peterson who was hired the same time as this coach was hired. Just think of the Saints had Doug Peterson. But no. They're loyal to a fault, Remember? They were never hiring anyone but Dennis Allen there was zero chance. And I've told this to several friends last night. Stop talking about Dennis Allen being fired. You're wasting your keystrokes and your breath. Dennis Allen is not getting fired. This team will not, and I repeat, will not fire Dennis Allen unless he goes about 6 and 11 or worse. 7 and 10 Possibly, but they'd have to like have some like losing long losing streak be like four and nine and then finish three and one and I don't know or whatever. I doubt seven and ten is enough to get him fired. It's probably enough to get the clipboard holder fired. And with a you know, the only good the only excuse me, the only bad thing about the Saints comeback and almost winning last night probably saved Pete Carmichael's job. I'm not kidding. Derek Carr's performance, and let me tell you something: they're flying down the field, running around, down by two touchdowns, down by 15 points, and they come back. How much of that is Pete Carmichael? I bet not a whole lot. I mean, I hate to take credit from him if he deserves it. So, if he deserves it, I apologize. But I bet that was Derek Carr going down the field doing his thing. You want to hear some of the? You know, it's it's such a mixed bag. I was going through, and I went and looked at the the class of 2022. And there's no average coach in here. There's either really bad or really good. And to think what the Saints might have had, had they actually gone out and looked. I mean, Lovie Smith was just a placeholder. He was hired by the Houston Texans, and he lasted a year. Matt Eberflus, awful. I'm going through the rankings. NFL.com, back when it happened, did a rankings list. I'm going to read them to you in order. And it's hilarious because I guess it goes to show hindsight's 20-20 because I guess maybe some people who knew that some of these guys would be good. So the first two, Lovey. this is from 10 to 1, by the way. 10 is Lovey Smith, 9 is Matt Eberflus. 8 is Doug Peterson. Well, he's way better than 8. Seven is Brian Dable, who was the coach of the year last year. Six, Kevin O'Connell would much rather have Kevin O'Connell. Much rather have Kevin O'Connell. Five is Mike McDaniel. <laughs> That's a joke. Mike McDaniel only has, uh, is only coaching the, the top offense in the NFL. And you know what? I will say this. That's something I thought I would have said even a few years ago. I've never been a Sean Payton fan, I've got to say. Do I think he's a really good coach and is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day? Absolutely. He's got one of the greatest offensive minds that this game's ever seen. He was Mike McDaniel before Mike McDaniel. He's with a team that just can't win right now because... Their quarterback is a joke. He's a shell of his former self, and he's obviously a jackass. None of his teammates want to talk to him. But you went there, and that's your that's your problem. That being said, I'd rather have. And I again, this is not something I thought I would say because this is not who I am. But this day and time, you you're much better off having a. Uh, a fantastic offense, and a crappy defense. You can't play the way that Jim Mora won with and never won a playoff game, by the way. But you can't win with that kind of of team. You you, you could win with that team before, Jim, you know, Bill Parcells, and um, even into the 2000s and the Ravens in 2000, won with their defense, the 1985 Bears. You could win with just a good defense in the old days and a subpar offense to average offense. You could do that before. You can't do that today. I would much rather see a 24th-ranked defense playing with a first-through-fourth-ranked offense. Mike McDaniel was a perfect hire for the Miami Dolphins. Some of the other guys. Ranked fourth out of 10. Nathaniel Hackett didn't make it through the year. Dennis Allen was ranked third. Third. Listen to who one and two are. You probably don't remember that they were hired two years ago. One of them you might is number two, Josh McDaniels. He's an awful football coach. Another retread. You know what? I didn't buy in. And I got to say, some friends of mine were pissed off about Dennis Allen and – He already failed once, and I'm like, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because when he failed, he was a young guy with a team that really couldn't win. That's the truth, though. He was given that Raiders job, and that Raiders team had no chance to win. But Josh McDaniels was given a chance at the Broncos. He screwed it up. He was terrible. And you know what? He's still terrible. Number one out of ten. Number one. He wouldn't be worst on my list, but he, he would certainly be in the bottom three or four. Todd Bowles. It just goes to show, I guess in a way I'm defending the Saints because hindsight is 2020. But if you go and look and you do your due diligence, you can find a guy like Mike McDaniel. Right? You can find a guy like Brian Daybold. You should have been able to find a guy like Doug Peterson who was the offensive coordinator of a Super Bowl winning team. And they won because of their offense. Is he a jackass? Yeah, he's kind of a dick. But that's okay. So is Sean Payton. So is Sean Payton. That's kind of who Doug Peterson is. And he showed it last night. And I got to be honest. You know, in hindsight, again, hindsight, using hindsight, but you watch that game and you watch Doug Peterson on the sideline, he never thought he was going to lose that game. I kind of thought the Saints were going to find a way to win. But in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have because when you look at Dennis Allen, he's got his head down and his arms folded almost like he's praying in front of a TV like a lot of fans did last night. If you got it on DVR, go back and watch towards the end of that game and the body language from the different coaches. It's completely different. Doug Peterson never thought he was going to lose that game. I mean, it it that's who it is. I got some... Um, I said I was going to go to the email slash messages or whatever it is. Uh, Dane Bono through Paul Haley. First and goal at the six. You have a full complement of timeouts. Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill under center, a 6'5 tight end, And a guy literally nicknamed Slant Boy. Look, I'm not getting on Michael Thomas again. I said he's been fantastic. And they don't run any plays that go to their strengths. Make it make sense. Well, of course. You can't make it make sense. Doesn't make any sense. You can't make anything that doesn't make sense, you can't make sense out of it. My boy Sav. Why have number 80 on the roster if he's not in on that last play? He makes that catch even if he's five years past his prime, maybe. Maybe he does, but my response was, I've been asking why number 80 is on the roster since August. He's worthless. But I will say this about the question. If you're not going to use him in that spot, then you're not going to use him. He's worthless. Tiffany Barber says, I'm anxious to hear my thoughts on what I think the main contributing factor is when it comes to them playing so sloppy and lethargic. I just don't get it. Is the team just not vibing as a whole unit? Is the coaching staff causing more confusion? This doesn't make sense to me. There's so much talent on this roster. This was supposed to be the comeback year with the well-seasoned, powerful players we have along with a nice schedule. Make it make sense. I've already made it make sense. It's an inept coaching staff. I can't defend Dennis Allen anymore. If you keep watching your offensive coordinator make the same calls over and over again, and you keep bringing him along, and you don't give someone else the clipboard, then that's on you. Pete Carmichael makes Carl Smith look like Sean Payton. That's the truth. If you don't know who Carl Smith is, he was Jim Moore's offensive coordinator. And there was a reason why um, the Saints back then. Let's just say if they didn't have the dome patrol, they wouldn't no one would ever be talking about Jim Moore and these Saints. Run, run, pass, punt. The only difference is now it's kind of like run, pass, pass, punt. Sometimes that's what I feel like this team's doing over and over again. It's like first down last night for 40 minutes. They were so incredibly predictable. It was ridiculous. Run Alvin Kamara up the middle. We don't care if he gets one yard. We're going to do it anyway. We don't care if they know we're going to do it. We're running behind a patchwork offensive line, yet we're going to run Alvin Kamara up the middle. Brilliant. Sheer brilliance. Jimmy Wollaston. We are in trouble. That's all that needs to be said. Capital letters. We are in trouble. I mean... In trouble compared to what? They're still going to probably make the playoffs. Playoffs. See, you still can't do it. Uh, I got an email about my voices. But look, sometimes the voices are warranted. Barry Ulay says, another coulda, woulda, shoulda. Hey, I already played diddly-poo. I'm not playing coulda, woulda, shoulda. Could have won late, would have beat him if Lawrence don't run for the big first down. Should have made touchdowns, not field goals. Field goal kicker sucks, punter sucks. Now what? Saints got to play 6-4 and football to finish with a winning record. Getting tougher. They still got a shot if they can beat bad teams. If they can beat bad teams. Don Hoffman. I've already asked this question. Why not number seven all the way at the goal line? Poor decision-making by the coaching staff. The head coach let it happen. The head coach is the one that let that happen. If you give responsibility of calling plays to an offensive coordinator that proves over and over again he can't consistently get it right, and I think we're far enough along now. what are we? Seven and 17, 24 games in. 24 games into Pete Carmichael being an offensive coordinator. You name me three games in a row where he's got it right. Name me three games in a row he's got it right. You can't do it. You simply can't do it because he hasn't. Does't matter who quarterback. You could blame Derek Carr till the cows come home. You're stuck with Derek Carr, whether you like it or not. They're not going to switch to Jameis. And I know there are, the, look, there are people, and I'm not, I'm not making this up either. I saw last night people were saying it's Jake Hayner time. You're insane. If you think the same, that means you don't like Derek Carr, and you hate Jameis Winston so much that you're willing to go right to the third-string quarterback. That's not happening. Stop wasting your breath on things that aren't going to happen, like Dennis Allen being fired. It's not going to be fired. It's possible Pete Carmichael gets fired. And I'll say this again. I've been fired multiple times. In this business, over the past 11 years, if you have made it without being fired, you've either been incredibly lucky or you're just that damn good. And so I don't wish being fired on anyone, but if you deserve to be fired, I mean, it's, it's hard to feel super sorry for guys that have enough money to live. If they got fired tomorrow, they have enough money to live the rest of their lives quite comfortably. And I would think that's the case. I mean, I don't know his situation, so maybe it's not the case. But Pete Carmichael's probably made a lot of money over his career. I mean, not a ton of money. He doesn't mean he's not like super rich or anything, I wouldn't think. But I would think he makes a pretty good bit of money. And if he got fired tomorrow and never got another job, which he would, probably in Denver, he'd be just fine. Dennis Allen, if he got fired tomorrow, I mean, I'm guessing he would have enough money for him and his wife to live for the rest of their lives. I believe his kids are in college now. So I don't wish ill will on anyone. But if you can't do your job and Saints fans pay all this money to watch their beloved team, do, it's just, if I thought it was going to get better, what would make anyone think this team is going to get better Anytime soon. We talked about the offense and where they are. What about the defense? Defense isn't getting better anytime soon. They're going to be going in the opposite direction. Demario Davis, we played his clip. He's not. He doesn't have much longer left. He's got another year maybe. He's getting old. Cam Jordan's already said. Got one or two years left. Carl Granderson's a nice surprise. You got two interior defensive linemen, I think, that are on one-year contracts. <coughs> you got two. Uh, you got Pete Werner, who kind of showed up out of nowhere. You got a defensive backfield. That's it or miss. Duran Matthew, as well as he's played at times, was terrible last night. I think he's only got one year left on his contract. And he's getting older too. Marshawn Lattimore has been outstanding for the most part, but that's it. Paulson Adibo is supposed to be great. He's not. Not terrible, but he's not great either. We didn't know Trevor Lawrence was going to run like that. We didn't expect that. You should. I don't care if he's got a knee brace the size of my house on his leg, left leg. You have to plan for everything. They didn't. They didn't plan for anything. You just, You know, you just can't count on Alvin Kamara doing everything for you because that's what they did. 29 touches. He had 17 carries and 12 receptions. Actually, had 31 touches because he had 14 targets. 31 touches. You can't run the ball. So what do you do? You try to run it 31 times. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. That's my dime. Nothing with this team makes sense to me. I just, look, I am trying to prepare you. I don't want Saints fans to, look, you should enjoy games. I'm not telling you to stop watching them because Lord knows. I mean, again, we went through this schedule at the Colts next week and home for the Bears the week after that. This is the most... This is not only the most critical part of this season, but I'm telling you, I'm dead serious when I say this. This is the most critical part uh, of a season for this franchise in many years because this is their best chance to win maybe for a while. This schedule next year, it's going to be way harder than it is this year. And if you trust this administration to make this team better for next year, I think you're out of your mind. So I know there are a lot of people out there who like to lose on purpose. Losing on purpose is going to get you nothing. Losing on purpose would get you maybe if you lose enough. If you go, what are they, three and four? If they go three and seven the rest of the way, that's probably good enough to get your coach fired. Is that what you're hoping for? You want to go through the misery of having your coach fired. To do what? To bring in another coach? Who are they going to bring in? You trust them to bring in the right person? I don't. You trust them that if they get a pick that's somewhere between, I don't know, 6 and 10, because they're not going to get a top five pick. They're going to win at the bare minimum because of this schedule They could play the crappiest of crap, and they're still going to win at least six games. Six games isn't going to get you a top five pick. So if you got to pick anywhere from six through ten, which they're not, by the way, they're going to pick somewhere probably realistically in the 17 to 22 range. So if you want them, if you're looking to six to ten pick, even if they got that, You're expecting them to get that pick right, and what does one pick, even if they got it right, from six through ten, do for your franchise? Nothing. You got to fill the holes around them. You got to fix your offensive line. You got to stop being stubborn and realize you wasted a first-round draft pick on Trevor Penning. Hey, it's okay. You know those things aren't even that bad. You miss on that, it's okay. It sucks that it happened, but admit that you missed. I'm. One thing, if there's one thing to take out of that makes me, I don't know, happy isn't the right word, because I feel bad for the kid. But they realize that Trevor Penning can't cut it right now. They're gonna make him watch. At some point, they're gonna throw him back in there to the wolves. Remember what I said about trial by fire. It doesn't work when you're a good team. You can't have trial by fire at left tackle when you're a good football team. If you're a bad football team and you know that that season isn't going to be anything, then I'm okay with trial by fire. If you know you're going 4 and 13 or whatever it is, and you're going to stink, then okay, trial by fire. But you know what trial by fire at left tackle does? It gets your quarterback killed. We've already seen Derek Carr get just destroyed. I don't blame him for being pissed off. He should be pissed off. There's nothing wrong with showing that you're pissed off. Nothing. No, you didn't see that from Drew Brees, but that's not who Drew Brees is. You have to be yourself. If that's who Derek Carr is, then be Derek Carr. If you don't like it too bad, well, he shouldn't be like that. He shouldn't yell at other people. Get the hell out of here. If Chris Olave is going to be a little baby and go pout on the sideline with all of that talent that he obviously has because he's shown it, then be a baby. But expect, don't expect kind words like, oh, come on, it'll be okay next time. It's okay that you gave up on a route for the second time in two weeks and maybe cost us a big play on a big drive. It's all right. What does that do for anyone? The world we live in today, it's a whole different world. That's a whole different pod. That's for someone else to talk about in a different pod, not here. Doesn't work. Being super nice doesn't help anyone. I'm not saying you shouldn't be encouraging at times, and a lot of times, but that's times when someone needs to get their ass chewed out. Sorry. And the coaching staff's not going to do it. This coaching staff will not do that. So I don't have any problem whatsoever with my starting quarterback doing it. And again, for those of you that hate Derek Carr, too bad. You're stuck with him. They're not taking him out. Just like they're not making a change in head coach, you're wasting your breath. You can complain to tomorrow. All it's going to do is get your heart rate up. Derek Carr is going to be the starting quarterback for the bare, I mean, super bare minimum. Barring injury for the next 27 games without question. Barring injury, there is 0.1% chance he's not the starting quarterback for the next 27 games, barring injury. That's it. Will they get better? They're they're so much more talented than what they played. I don't see how they don't get better. But it's going to be like this all year. It's going to be... Great one game, average another game, absolutely atrocious the next. And that's why Thursday night was an absolute microcosm of the entire season to this point. They were absolutely awful in the beginning of the game. You get two turnovers, you're handed gifts, and you only score three points out of them. That's not Blake Groupie's fault. I mean, that's partly, I guess, Derek Carr's fault, but... Play calling was atrocious. The whole offense, was: you run Alvin Kamara Kamara up the middle on first down, nothing. You get another first down later, you run Alvin Kamara Kamara up the middle, nothing. I don't need to be a defensive coordinator sitting on my couch because I was too sick to be at the game. Man, I'll tell you what, there, there was an advantage to being sick for this past six days. I didn't have to go to the Dome for that crap. I didn't miss it. Well, if you made it through 47 minutes of that, you're either a masochist or you just wanted to dose a reality. I think I gave you one. Again, at Indianapolis next week, Chicago the week after, most crucial part of a schedule that this team has faced in several years. If they don't win both of these next two games, if this team is not 5-4 and in two weeks, then it's going to be a long, long, not just this season, but if you think, again, if you think it's going to get better next year, you cray-cray. Most important stretch coming up right here. Because then they got Minnesota after that, and I'm not sure they can beat Minnesota. Minnesota's a lot like Jacksonville. I mean... Doesn't look like Justin Jefferson will be back by then. But they're still a really good offense, even without him. Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, man, is that the same quarterback? Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr might be the same quarterback. That'll be an interesting game. But again, most crucial stretch of not just this season, because this season can either take a turn up, flatlining, get you a flat line. We all know what flatline means. So flatline means you're dead. So if they go flat, if they go one and one and they're four and five going against Minnesota, they're dead. Dead. So this is your chance. You want to have any kind of fun this season and enjoy the rest of the year, this is it. Got to beat Indiana. You're in must-win territory now. That's where I think this team is. You're three and four. You were two and zero. Oh. After being two and zero, oh, how do you lose four out of five with this schedule? Seems kind of hard to do. And you're playing bad against the AFC. You're playing bad at home. You can't win a home game. They haven't won at home since week one. How do you do that? You can't lose four out of five with this schedule. If you would have told me for the season that the Saints would lose four out of five at any point with this schedule, I would have told you, stick a fork in them. Luckily, because the division's so bad, can't say that. Atlanta plays Tampa Bay this week. One of those teams is going to lose. You're not getting too far back. You can still make a move. But the giant dose of reality tells you you've got to win the next two games. It just tells you that. You can't get too far behind these mediocre teams in front of you because right now you're playing like a third place team and possibly quite possibly the worst division in football unacceptable anyway that is going to just about do it look I was trying to think about uh, the song to go out on and since I've been negative for about 50 minutes or at least 49 of the 50 minutes I'm going to be semi-positive I was trying to think of what song we'd go out on and rocky came to mind and i'm like you know if this team could be like kind of like rocky and rocky 3 got punched in the mouth got knocked down and fight fight back maybe they can end up turning this season into something it's possible i don't think it's likely but it's possible one thing i know is there's no easy way out but for some people look There are a lot of optimists out there still believing. There's no shortage of hope either. There's no easy way out, but look, there is a way out. Got to win at Indianapolis. They beat Gardner Minshew last season. Then they got to come home and beat the Bears. Justin Fields is banged up. Will he play by then? Probably. Will he be himself? I don't know. We didn't think Trevor Lawrence would be himself, and he was. Same kind of offense. Maybe a little bit better. It's probably a little better. They have better receivers. D.J. Moore is good, but we'll see. No shortage of hope. After 50 minutes of telling you they need to get their heads out of their asses, I'm telling you, there is still a little hope, but we got to see it. We see it, we'll believe it. All right, program a note, there is no show on Monday. I've told you everything I've had to say. Saints are off this weekend, obviously, because they played on Thursday. We will have plenty to say about it next week. I'm going to give my voice a little bit of rest in case you're interested. Tonight, somehow, some way, I'm going to call a football game. Shaw versus Patterson on Varsity Sports Now. I'll be back on Bayou Bets on Monday afternoon. Everyone, look, this is your week. If you really do like to feed the pigeons... Go out and do it this weekend. There's no reason not to. It's supposed to be pretty nice weather. Look, a little warm, but that's okay. Get out and enjoy yourself and forget about football for a little while, except, you know, LSU Tulane a little bit on Saturday, but get outside. Enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you and buy you bets on Monday and back here on Datitude next Thursday with Uncle Big Nick giving our predictions for week number eight. It's all coming up soon. Year's going by fast. There's no easy way out. But we're finding one right here. Peace and love, my friends.